from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. Hey, and I'm Brian. What's up, everybody? And this is the best beer show on the internet. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, before we get too deep here, I uh, should probably get the ads out of the way, I guess. <laughs> Because I forgot last week. Yeah, I did them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the American Homebrewers Association does a lot to support homebrewing and homebrewers, and now they support us during the AHA. We'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link at the bottom of our homepage and join today. Also, uh, if you'd like to support us more directly, head over to patreon.com slash Studios and become a patron today. I'd like to give a shout out to Black Belt patron Andy Thompson. If you'd like to be as cool as Andy, head over to patreon.com slash Studios and become a patron today. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, and let's face it, if <coughs> you live in the world, you probably are. Uh, head, over, <laughs> head over to studios.com, Click on the Amazon link at the bottom of the homepage. Do your Amazon shopping as normal. We get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. really helps us out. All right. Didn't Brian. you didn't you say something one time on one of the shows that you should uh, like go take your grandma's computer? Yeah, and just like, like and just change your Amazon link to our Amazon link. Casey, what have you done? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a brilliant plan. First of all, she'll never know the difference, and it's not it's not malicious. Are you a super villain? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm just very good at marketing. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Um, yeah, man. What have you been up to beer-related since last week? Well, uh, let's see. Uh, that's a very good question. Um, I haven't really done a whole ton, uh, though, at the brewery at Hop and Barrel uh, in beautiful Hudson, Wisconsin. Uh, we have... And all those barrel-aged beers that came out, all the sour, barrel-aged sours that came out, and you know, we passed that. We took a bunch of stuff and squirreled it away at the cold storage uh, to kind of pull out for festivals or, you know, treats for next year. Try to do some vertical type of stuff. Ooh, some treats. Yeah, and then uh, the boys uh, wanted to do a like a mild, which I know. Oh. Yes, <laughs> I know you're a big fan of. And it's kind of funny, the, the, the guys that work for me, the guys, I'm sorry, guys and gal, I do one of the three of our brewers is a very uh, a talented female brewer, uh, so shout out to Katie. Uh, that said, they uh, came up with a recipe for a mild, but they ended up using a bunch of Irish base malt. So we're kind of referring to it as uh, like an Irish mild uh, but I have tasted the wort and I have tasted the uncarbed uh, finished beer and it is tasting amazing. So I'm really looking forward to drinking many, many pints of that with you, Casey. I am very excited to drink lots and lots and lots of pints of that. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be uh, something else. So we should probably, you know, have a little card game night down there or something. Or, yeah, or, something. Or just drink it during the regular D&D campaign. Well, I'm sure both of those things will happen. This is true. Uh, but other than that, I think by the next time we record, I will be back from Europe. Uh, I'm going to a couple places um, in Europe. I've probably been talking about that for... You're excited, man. It's, it's exciting. Yeah, so there's going to be Jägermeister Factory. I'm going to Cologne. I'm going to Brussels. I'm going to Amsterdam. So should be some uh, cool stuff to talk about next time. 
But other than that, it looks like Casey. What have you been up to? I'm sitting on a. I got a bottle of Chicago uh, of. Uh, I'm sorry, Metropolitan Brewing. Uh, uh, yeah. Here, yep. So um, I did a whirlwind trip to uh, to Chicago. Um, so I stopped in Madison Friday night, picked up my buddy, uh, and then Saturday morning we drove to Chicago, uh, spent the entire day in Chicago, and then drove back today. So just really whirlwind trip. Wasn't Rick? Rick's in Green. No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, my buddy Jake. Oh, okay, I, I don't think it. you've met him. Okay. Um, and so yeah, uh, Madison hit up One Barrel Brewing, which uh-huh. really good. That was fun. Uh, then went to a dive bar across the street from One Barrel, found a mm-hmm. Hoppin' Barrel sticker, yeah. like, in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, boy. It's just so weird. And, it like, the picture you sent, it was, like, up. Yeah, no, it was way above my head. By itself. <laughs> no, there were, I mean, it would be different if there were other, like, yep, nope, detritus just, or graffiti or stickers. Just a Hoppin' Barrel sticker, and that's the only one. <laughs> that's kick-ass, man. <laughs> That kind of shit never gets old. No, I, I was just like, oh, okay, I got to send this to Brian. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, so that was really cool. And then um, went to Chicago and, uh, well, I'll talk a little bit more about this on uh, DOO, but uh, went on an epic quest to find a sandwich, mm. uh, Giberito, mm-hmm. or a Hiberito. Uh, it's a, um, basically, think a almost like a BLT, except the bread is deep fried plantains. Oh, my God. Yeah. That'll definitely work. It was... Was it crunchy? Like, overly crunchy? Yeah, so, like, you, they... you've had tostones, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just tostones. Oh, okay. Like, But, like, an entire toast, like, plantain just smashed into... Yeah, it's funny. When I was working on that uh, the brewery in Guatemala that was all about the the little... That these... I mean, it, and I, I'm, you can't see me. I'm sorry. I'm indicating, like, this tiny little sack of plantains that had, like, the, the world's tiniest knot... <laughs> From the world's <laughs> tiniest hand. I mean, everyone was like a foot shorter than me in that country. So, but yeah, I've, eat, I've eaten a lot of. That's like the you know, you, that's like the French fries or a, a bag, yep. of, bag of chips. Yeah, yeah, essentially. So yeah, so uh, we went on this epic quest to find this sandwich, and it took us all day, and it was a delightful time. But we stopped at a couple of breweries. Uh, the first one we stopped at was Dry Hop Brewers. Um, it was it was pretty good. Uh, it was just more IPAs. Like that's the name of the brewery, Dry Hop. Yeah, Dry Hop Brewers, Brewers or Dry Hop Chicago. Um, yeah, solid beers. Um, wasn't wasn't anything I was super excited about. And then I stopped at what might be my new favorite brewery <laughs> in the Midwest. No offense, but Metropolitan Brewing, lager only brewery. Yeah, um, killer. And oh my god, and way cool. it was just drinking half liters of. Pilsner and Schwartz beer and like oh it was so good it's insane uh, yeah we spent way too long there because <laughs> well like you you don't find a brewery like that anywhere because yeah. it's so hard to make good clean lagers and to only do lagers it's insane because your time is just yeah there's a, like, yeah there's the a lot of time is tank time I mean that, that depends though it, it's you know, what does Laosh from Lazy Monk in Eau Claire always say? Like, I don't, he's, you know, why do people freak out about lager? Uh, it's just another beer. And it's like, well, on a professional level, I totally agree with you. Because, yeah, all, all you're out is more time. Yeah. Like, more tank contact time. And, and other than that, yeah, shit, man, it's just another beer. Yeah. But uh, they are, 
canary beers and so any kind of off flavor flaw you know i mean you 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 know look at the beer wrong you're gonna get sulfur you're gonna have you know some shit going on and you know yeah so that's yeah. is really cool we make a lot of lager at hop and barrel but i would never ever only <laughs> do all the lager. <laughs> lager yeah no it's yeah and and their their spot was cool too it's right on the river so um and it's like this big like industrial looking building and nice yeah so it was just really cool um and then it rained <laughs> it kind of like I don't know how this even works but last night I Jen and I went out you know to get a little something to eat and it was uh, this is I don't even know how to describe this it was snow and rain at the same time like it just, and it wasn't like freezing rain it was like there were raindrops but also snowflakes so yeah that was last night dog right and cats uh-huh. living together <laughs> <laughs> It was uh, yeah, like 6 p.m. and it was just like, what is going on? Right. Yeah. Uh, other than that, not not a whole lot. Um, got the Irish. I'm, I don't remember if I talked about this or not. I got the Irish red done. Um, got the uh, the wedding beer, uh, rocket and rolling. Mm, nice. So those will go into kegs next week, and I get a brew again next weekend. So it'll be fun. And it's, cool. Uh, St. Patrick's Day. So well, and then we've got that um, water comparison oh, episode coming yeah. up. So that, I think that'll be the next episode after this one. After this one, because we're uh, a little bit ahead. Yeah. 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 So yeah, because we're gonna record that as soon as you get back. So we'll record that on the twenty fourth, but it'll come out like that following. I think it'll come out that Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Well. So. Yeah. Well, if you don't know what we're talking about, we did uh, Casey brewed two beers and treated the water on one and and not on the other one and I guess I don't like to repeat myself too much even though I'm I'm certain that I do often on this show which you know my apologies if that's annoying to you but uh Casey I you know he brews this homebrew beer out in rural Wisconsin I mean I drive past cornfields to get here uh, <laughs> Uh, so that's just Wisconsin. Like. Well, I mean, that's just, yeah, <laughs> the just, that's just the mess. That's just where we live, period. So whatever. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. But um, my, I, you know, I, I, I say my gripes about Casey's homebrew. And my largest gripe is always, well, I can tell you haven't treated the water. So and I'm not going to I'm not going to say that every show because we're not going to thumbs down a beer because. Yeah, you know we don't treat the water. It, this is where I came from to not treating the water. The biggest revelation I had was, oh my gosh, you don't just only pitch one vial of yeast into five gallons. Now you're looking at more like two, maybe three, depending on the beer. And you know maybe you're starting a starter. Like that was the biggest epiphany I ever had. The second one was water. So if we can help you guys kind of usher yourselves into that, that's that's kind of the goal. yeah yeah. So I'm I'm very excited about this. I have I have tasted the beers flat when I transfer them, mm-hmm. but I haven't had them other than that. And I'm really, ex- I got, I got to get some other Hunyaks down here. We're yeah. going to do a triangle test. Nice. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a world of difference when it's cold and carved. Yep. And then, um, we're also hopefully going to be talking about adjusting mash pH mm-hmm. kind of on the fly. Cause that's, that's a thing that we should talk about. And, yeah. uh, and Justin is a good one to talk, to uh, talk to that one about. Cause True. he really likes his chemistry. He does. <laughs> <laughs> He he does he adjusts all the water when the our lab technician uh, brings in the water report he goes through every recipe that we're going to be brewing in the next month and then um, adjusts all of the salt additions <laughs> religiously so all right well uh, why don't we actually talk about our subject that we're supposed to talk about I think that should be important 
All right, so today we're going to talk about something that can be contentious in this time of hazy IPAs yeah. and hazy beers. We're going to be talking about haze. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we're like, so we're drinking some Pilsner right now, crystal clear, no haze, which is what you want in a Pilsner. Yep. And But homebrew, homebrewers end up with a lot of hazy beers. I end up with a lot of hazy beers. I'm sure you did when you were homebrewing. Oh, yeah. Um, and so we're going to be talking about what what causes the haze, how to prevent the haze, how to fix the haze if you can after the beer's made, or what you can do um, to just kind of work on making sure that you're making clearer beers. So in my research, I found two different types of haze. There's one that's called uh, that's uh, they call it colloidal haze, or it's basically non-biological haze, and then the other one is like a biological, like caused by like yeast and like biological things in the beer. Mm -hmm. Is that sound Yeah, right? that sounds about right now. Uh, when we talk about like colloidal haze or colloidal protein, so Casey's right now, he's drinking this Pilsner and there's a bunch of lacing on the side of the glass. Like as he drinks that, that lacing will stick to the side of the glass. Two things I can tell you about that is it's a well-made beer, um, foam positive. Um, and that is colloidal protein that is sticking to the side of the glass. So that's part of... Oh, so lacing the, is colloidal. Correct. That's part of the head. We'll get more into that later because that's kind of, you know, if you if you do too much to get rid of, uh, quote unquote, chill haze or colloidal haze, you're going to... you're gonna Kill mess, your head. Right. You're going to mess with the head. You're going to mess with the lacing. And that's a very pretty, you know, thing to have that lacing all the way down. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, why don't we, we'll talk, should we, do you want to talk about <coughs> colloidal haze or biological haze first? Um, uh, <clears throat> well, let's go into what like the colloid is and all that. Okay. Yeah. So um, this is going to get a little technical. Yeah. Um, it was, it was fun to like research and dig into this stuff. But so a colloid is a, a homogenous non-crystalline substance consisting of large molecules or ultra microscopic finely divided oh. particles. <sighs> Ooh, it sounds fun. Um, <laughs> Of one substance dispersed within a continuous medium in a manner that prevents them from being filtered easily or settled rapidly. Colloids include gels, sols, and emulsions. The particles do not settle and cannot be separated out by ordinary filtering or centrifuging like those in a suspension. The term also refers to the particulate matter um, so dispersed. Colloids may be thought of as a mixture uh, with properties between those of a solution and a fine suspension, like finely floating particles. Um, so basically in beer, like not so technically, what we actually care about is we're looking at uh, beer protein molecules joining together with uh, polyphenols to form uh, clumps that are large enough to cause like a visual haze in the beer. So um, the, the way it was, it, like there's, there's a few things that I found, um, but the way it was really uh, described is your protein has like this little like socket where a polyphenol can just click right in. And if that happens, then like it'll start to make like clumps in your beer right. that are uh, very visible um, at colder temperatures. And then they break down uh, as the beer warms up. So if you've ever poured a beer and it looks super cloudy at first and then like it looks like it kind of settles out as it warms up, it's usually a chill haze, which is why they call it chill haze. But over time... Um, those bonds will become stronger, and warming it up won't won't make the haze go away. So yeah, then polyphenols are like 
Uh, what did you, what do you even call them? Uh, it's a hydroxyl group, but it's, you know, uh, aromatic compounds. Yeah. So, um, well, it kind of like when we were talking about hops, we talked mm-hmm. a lot about polyphenols. Oh, you get poly- polyphenols from a lot of different things in, in yeah. beer. One of them yeast, like there are beers like Hefeweizen and that, yeah, you want to see a lot of colloidal protein. You want to see a lot of polyphenols. And that's why there's like Uber haze and those kind of and beers. And they're very estery. And- correct. Yes. Yeah, so you at banana and then the polyphenols are, you know, phenolics or clove. Uh, and that's all like those sort of things are expressed dependent on like a fermentation temp. So in this case, if we're looking for haze in like a Hefeweizen, then mm-hmm. it's a good thing. So Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, so sources of your of these these things, um, grain husks during mashing and laddering, hops mm-hmm. during the boil, yep. um, yeast. Um, yeah, m- mashing or milling of the grist or cracking of the grain, however you'd like to refer to it as. I like to refer to it as cracking because it we were cracking the, the powdery starch out and using the rest as a filter bed. Mm-hmm. Now, if you crack it too fine... Uh, the the grist materials it kind of results in a generation of the, like this fine dusty starch and husk particulate, uh, and then this is usually removed, you know, during the mash separation, and so this is why um, sparging is so important. Uh, yeah, getting a good uh, yeah. grain 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 bed set so you're filtering it really yep. well. You're pulling all that shit on the bottom that's going to give you this haze, and it's going up onto the top, and it won't refilter back down. Yeah, so. which is also why rice hulls are important, not right. just for Same a stuck thing. sparge, but because if you're using a lot of huskless grain, you don't have enough to make that good filter bed. Exactly. Same thing. Um, yeah. So yeah. So chill haze is only really apparent at lower temperatures. Mm-hmm. Um. Until it becomes permanent haze. Um, and that occur, occurs when beer with chill haze uh, has aged in the bonds between the polyphenols and the proteins is strengthened to the point where they don't break down with temperature. Um, yeah, like those are those are really the, the sources of it and kind of what it is. So should we talk about how to prevent it? Or So we've talked about Hefeweizens and there's certain other styles where you want haze is not only appropriate, but you want it in the... In the style, like you want your you want your beer to have that cloudy look, um, the quote unquote hazy IPA craze where your uh, your beer looks like bath water or dishwater. <laughs> um, that's yeah. there's a, there's a few ways to get there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and if you get them all into tandem, yeah, you, your beer can look like a glass of orange juice. Yeah, it if, can. If that's what you're if going that's for. That's what you really want. Um, I mean, we can we can talk about that all day long and how it's a very uh, everybody has opinions, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I've I've voiced mine a few times, and <laughs> yeah, me too. But uh, so, what about when we want that crystal clear beer? When we're looking for that um, that like sparkling, like l- like clarity of a lager or like a West Coast IPA, or or just like you want the good, clean, clear beer, like your your grandpappy used to drink. <laughs> well, it's everywhere along the process, you know, obviously mashing. We just talked about that's a big thing. Um, you know, the origin of beer particles are, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty numerous. And I think we, we kind of, you know, non-biological particles is kind of what we're talking about yeah. here. So also, you know, uh, the mashing is important. Work boiling is important. Um, the, like when you denature, when you're boiling, um, 
that causes coagulation of protein and polyphenolic material like during the hot break. And so you guys, you know, when you're boiling, you see all that shit on top. Mm-hmm. There was some movement years ago to skim that, which then they, I believe there was probably, it was probably Marshall Schott did a triangle test and was like, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. So, it, well, so yeah. And it, and in theory, like the, the, the initial logic behind skimming it makes, makes an amount uh, of sense. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. oh, if we just pull this out, like. But it doesn't really it, it doesn't really I, do it's anything. not measurable. Well, well, no, that either. So I mean, okay, so mashing, milling, uh, not disturbing the bed. If you do stick, you know, not to backtrack here, but I, I would just had a thought. Like, if you do stick a mash and you do have to like redo your whole bed and everything, well, you're gonna have to sparge again for yeah. a good fifteen minutes and get nice clarity. Well, so. re recirc, not sparge. Right? I'm sorry, recirc yeah. is yeah, what yeah, yeah. You, you went louder again. <laughs> you're right. There you go. Or louder. My bad. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and especially like deep raking or disturbing the bed, not good. Um, so, and then poor control of your mash temperature is going to uh, uh, result in like a poor conversion and residual starch. Yeah, so even, even when you're sparging, you want to make sure that you're under um, 180 degrees. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to get um, extraction of tannins, which yeah. is a polyphenol. Yep, tannic polyphenols. Yep, yep. and that's going to stick itself into a socket. And, and cause you some some problems with haze. You're gonna get this nice little um, lock together, and it's yeah. gonna be nasty. Um, over over sparging. Um, uh, make sure your mash pH um, is under eight. Yep, pH. And we'll, and we'll talk about uh, adjusting that again in uh, in the future. But mm-hmm. you know, keep some like acid malt or whatever on hand, and you can drop your your mash down that. Um, yeah. So anything over eight will cause polyphenol extraction. Um, uh, get a good rolling boil if you can. Whirlpool, whirlpool. Yeah, uh, chill your beer as fast as possible too, too. Um, because that'll drop a lot of that stuff out of suspension. And um, don't don't take all of the little tiny dregs at the bottom of your kettle and put them into your <laughs> <laughs> put them into your fermenter. Yeah, man, that's why. I like, yeah, that's why kegels with a, like a false bottom, man. That really helps. Yeah. all that shits under the screen. Um, uh, all right. Then other things you can do are, uh, clarifying agents in the boil. Mm-hmm. Um, Irish moss and whirlflock are the two that I most common, I think. I don't know if there's really any others for, uh, colloidal haze. Well, on the boil uh, side. In the, on the boil side, no, I can't really think of any. Um, so Irish moss is seaweed basically, mm-hmm. uh, been used for years. Forever. Forever. Um, and so just add, it, like it says on the thing, I think it's like a tablespoon or whatever at 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will like, it'll clump together with some of these proteins and drop them out of suspension. World flock essentially does the same thing, right? Just a different compound to, uh, accomplish the same thing. Um, let's see. Oh, and then, uh, you can use clarifying agents post fermentation, yeah. not, so not all of these are created equal. <laughs> this is another ask 10, get 10 answers. Yes. So depends on what really what you're trying to do. Yeah. And some of them are better at pulling different things out of suspension. Uh, so post um, like post fermentation, if you're looking at colloidal haze, you, it's like uh, what polyclar yeah. and then silica gel is another one I saw people were using. Yeah. Yeah. Would um, uh, probably are on the side of uh, polyclar and then avoiding stuff with PVPP. Don't use PVPP? Uh, man, we 
I shouldn't have even said that. That's going to get us down a rabbit hole. No, I, but this, <laughs> like, we need to go down that rabbit hole because there's a lot of sources out there that say use PVPP. So there's some, I mean, if you, and then if if you can filter out the PVPP, that would be a good thing too. But So like, what is PVPP? Oh, I, I would need to Google the actual, uh, it's, it's polyvinyl polypyrrolidone or something like that. It's, uh, it's like a cross link between a synthetic polymer. Oh, that is a massive goddamn it, word. Yeah. Polyvinyl poly, uh, pyrrhododone or something. Pyrrhododone. Yeah. Right. Polymer. Uh, it's a link, it's a synthetic polymer, polymer absorbs, uh, polyphenols by a combination of hydrogen bonding and, uh, it, it it goes into you know rings and phenol rings and polar and hydropo- hydrophobic interactions and things like that. So, but that being said, on the back end, PVPP, like when you package beer, there's some can be some complications. Um, so like I said, that's it's a total rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, and then well, and then that that brings it to another thing. You can also just filter your beer. At the yeah, home, on, on the homebrew, like <laughs> on, on, the, on the homebrew level, um, it's not nearly as easy as like as it would be on a commercial. Like just because there's no, there's not really any products for it. Yeah, like, there's a couple, and I don't know how well they work. Honestly, well, and you'd be like, so when you're filtering um, with a lot of the janky homebrew, uh, homebrew like things out there, you're risking adding a shit ton of oxygen to your beer if you're not careful. Um, and like, and I mean, it's a little bit of haze. Like, do you really care? Like, it's kind of like to risk to risk ruining the batch. I don't know if filtering is is worth it. Yeah, more on PVPP and okay. time. Honestly, it's okay. this is a total fucking rabbit hole. All right, <laughs> so um, don't use PVPP at the homebrew level. Is kind of well, it's what a, our stance it's, is? it's silica gel is what's going to have that in it. So I don't know. Polyclar. There's some there's some stuff that, you know, out there that, you know, it would probably work better for you. So, OK, that's um, my that's my opinion. So I I think we could safely say um, just add some Irish moss or whirl flock and that's going to probably give you some of your best results without going down into a rabbit hole. Yeah. of uh, Post fermentation. I just remember hearing a brewer I respect a whole lot saying, "Hey, get that PVPP out before you package." There's, you know, I, I think it helps with when it's an I, inorganic inorganic compound. There's that too. I know. I know it helps with like to to not like that browning that happens with oxidation with the type of beers that you want, quote unquote, want to be hazy like these days. So I know that that does help, but I think okay. it, it hurts something else on well, the other end. And but. also, isn't the little isn't it silica gel that has the thing that says "Do not eat"? Well, I mean that's the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, you know, when you get a, when you get a pair of shoes, like a new pair, of, a new pair of trainers, uh, and it's like throw this away, and you're like, but why? It looks delicious. Want eat? <laughs> Didn't even think about it until you told me not to eat oh, it. Oh fucking a! All right. Well, so let's see. Where were we now? Uh, we're we're just talking about preventing colloidal haze in your got beer. her. All right. Well, so yeah, part of that is. So where were we? We were talking about uh, milling, mashing, clarification, and then um, moving on. Probably fermentation. Yep. Also, um, adjust your like keep keep some of this stuff in mind while you're building your recipe. Um, if you don't want a hazy beer. 
don't throw 50% wheat in it. Yeah. Just kind of like, just some very like baseline right. stuff. Um, uh, so protein rest, we haven't really gone into that. We'll probably do that when we get into like malt Mart- and mashing. Yeah. Um, but so <coughs> you have like a two, two, two to three minute, like what is a protein rest in? <clears throat> I don't, um, I can probably come up with one off the, off, out of my ass, but protein rests happen, um, at a lower, uh, temperature, uh, when you're mashing, um, there's a couple different reasons uh, why you'd want to do that. It's a short, it's a short rest between 113 and 131 Fahrenheit. I, I really need to have a chart in front of me because yeah. I, I know we have international listeners. Um, uh, I can I can do the conversion. Gracias. So it's a it's a short mash rest at 113 to 131. It used to activate certain enzymes in the in the grain to break down different protein chains. Now that's 45 to 55. There you go. 45 to 55 C is a good um, protein rest. So you mash in at the lower temperature than you usually do. Um, generally about 15 to, to 30 minutes and it's going to break down a different set of uh, protein chains. Um, and basically when we're talking about breaking down protein chains, that's what the, you know, the, the enzymes do to chop these babies up so that the yeast can metabolize them. And yeah, so basically you're you're they're breaking the the proteins down into sugars, mm-hmm. right? Yep, into yep. sugar chains and from starch to sugar. Yep. Uh, and there are you know at times when we remember we were talking about at the uh, session beer one we were talking about mashing high. Yep. So that not a lot of sugar chains got broken up mm-hmm. so that there'd be more body in the beer. So the more sugar chains that break up, the less, you know, body there's going to be in the beer. So why why do a protein rest? <laughs> well, to to make sure you don't have those socketed proteins. There you go. Exactly. Uh, another one. Another one that's kind of close in that range is a ferulic acid rest, which is a whole another animal. Ooh, and that's that, fancy. Yeah. That's, well, oh, that that's that more. That's between one twenty and one forty, I believe. If I, I'd have to look it up, but that's one for more if you're working with like a what we call a POF plus yeast strain, so a phenolic off flavor positive. So something like a Belgian beer that you do want that phenolic quote unquote off flavor. In this point, or in that at that point, you're not. It's not considered an off flavor it's like i want banana and clove so i'm going to do these things to accentuate it and mm-hmm. that would be the ferulic which is pretty close in temp to the protein rest yeah so you could, if you if you do a high protein rest you're essentially doing your acid rest at the same time mm-hmm. yep cool yeah we'll get into we'll get into some of that stuff and maybe how to accomplish that at the home which it's <laughs> harder to accomplish like especially if you're batch sparging uh a bare minimum that gives you some crap to google hopefully yep yeah <laughs> Um, okay. So I think that pretty much covers colloidal, doesn't it? Is there anything you want to uh, add on there? We talked about, um, we talked about stuff mash yeah. side. We talked about, uh, boil side. Yeah. Um, I, I you, guess you want it, you want to get a good hot break. You want to get a good cold break. Yeah. A good rolling boil. There's ain't nothing, you know, like a West coast party cause a West coast party party don't stop. And by that, I mean, ain't nothing like a nice rolling boil. You know, keep it's, that keep that rolling. Yeah, um, you get that simmery beer, and uh, 
you get a cloudy ass beer. Yeah. Also, you you lose out on a lot of shit, and you don't mm-hmm. you don't uh, throw off as much stuff as you should, and that's why you also shouldn't brew when it's minus twenty, dude. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess the the last the final word on on protein rests is that like most all malts these days are so highly modified that even in that you know oh let's mash it at one fifty eight well. Thirty minutes in, you're probably converted. So. Yeah, yeah. Do a do it like if you're worried about it. Do a do a starch test or whatever, which we or iodine test. Yeah. So um, under modified malt would work. Traditional styles like American Lager, Dunkles, when you're decocting, or there's like a high proportion of unmalted stuff in your beer. Oh, we're um, gonna have an entire discussion about decoction. <laughs> how stupid it is. Uh, <laughs> well, now how stupid it is. Like, <laughs> I was anyway. talking with uh, with Fredrickson, and he's very, he's super adamant that I need to do a triple decoction mash at one point in my life just to know how much work it is. Well, is, it, is he gonna like go get some old timey malt? <laughs> no, like, he's just like no. You just need to do the work. No, no, no. no I don't. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then uh, cooling the wort. Um, I guess a. Uh, you know, get a little bit, a little bit of the haze piece has to do with like yeast, yeast flocking. I mean, now normal. Well, and that, the, so that's uh, that's going to be biological, which we're going to. Oh, is that we're getting. Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on. Then. Yeah. So, so that, that's actually a really good um, uh, transition. So biological haze is stuff or is caused by yeast or grain particles in suspension. So this is where. Uh, your yeast doesn't flock out, and so you have a very like yeasty looking beer or. Um, for whatever reason, you have you have like bits and bits of like what there was the when the hazy IPAs just started, people were throwing handfuls of flour. Well, they still the, are. Okay, yeah, so yeah. We use straight up wheat flour. Okay, wheat flour and then apple juice with pectin in it. Yeah, and so like that's, the, the apple juice that you get off the cold shelf. Okay, because I mean, otherwise it's pasteurized and it's in you know on the warm shelf. Yep. Yeah, not to give away a trade secret. I don't really care. I don't think uh, that's a trade. Like, that's well, exactly. Like, and I, I don't know. If you ask me for the recipes to any of the beers I make at the brewery, I would totally give them to you and yeah, tell you how we make them. I don't well, really care. It's <laughs> some people get weird about that well, proprietary. I, I shit, don't. So. I don't understand. Like, because yeah, okay, you have the grain. There's no way you're never gonna make it taste the same. Yeah, it's like no. It's not gonna have the same panache. You're, well, and it doesn't like, have my beard hair. I, 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 I have to copy the water profile. I'd have to copy your process exactly. Like, yeah, you know, you, need, you know, the the love that goes into it. Yeah, you know? no, the like, uh, the like the the scratching of everybody's. Yeah. You, you have four bearded brewers. Like, I just tell the brewers, go ahead, just just spit in it. It'll only help. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. So yeast or grain particles in suspension. So flour, um, yeast, or Dun, dun, dun. Bacterial infection, oh, like Pediococcus, Lactobacillus. Yeah, that'll cause um, you some problems. But when we're talking about yeast, we're talking about low flockers. So I mean, if you're doing like an English um, ale, you know, you're gonna, you know, the, the it'll, it flocks totally different than than like your 1056. 1056. Yeah. So yeah, I really like looking at uh, like you know US four or like uh, English, like London three fermentation. It looks like. Um, it looks like sometimes you know you're in the Millennium Falcon and the stars. And know, the stars are like swooshing yeah, around. It's such and a cool active. That's that's one cool fun part about having your beer fermenting in in clear like glass or plastic carboys. Is you can so, watch the uh, the yeah, fermentation. Watch the but also make sure you keep them in a dark place with yeah. no sunlight. Otherwise, you're going to skunk it. That is the downside of having a clear. Glass True that, my son. 
All right. Um. Yeah. Then bacterial infection. So, mm-hmm. like, and like, so there's not really a ton of causes for no uh, biological haze, and it's one. It's honestly one of the easier ones to clear out if you don't want it there. Yeah. The two things we have listed here are yeast or or grain particles, and I think we kind of went over the grain particulate situation. I mean, yeah. The prevention of. Um, yeah, and so like, and post, uh, so basically, do the same things that you're gonna do. Uh, like, throw some Irish moss in there to deal with your, um, with your colloidal haze and stuff. But then, post fermentation, Isinglass or gelatin is gonna just pull all of that, like, just strip it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Isinglass makes your beer not uh, actually both of them make your beer uh, no longer vegan friendly. So <laughs> that was funny, dude. Like year, years ago. I was at like probably 2008, maybe. I was at the Surly Brewery and they showed me their Isinglass rig. And shortly after that, there was some big uprising about how Surly beer wasn't vegan. And I, I know, right? And then, sh- shut up, hipster. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they, I think at that point, they were starting to get big enough where they could afford to get a, a proper centrifuge. And then it's kind of went that route instead. Because yeah. I know that, it, you know, the their head brewer who's like at the start of it was like really weird about um, filtration because uh, stripping essential oils um, in hoppier beer. Yeah. Um, you know, but now it's like nobody gives a shit because if there's a little bit of haze in your beer, that's a good thing. I mean, you got right. It won't call any. Well, I won't call any toppling Goliath breweries out. I mean, <laughs> wait a minute. Um, that <laughs> that have uh, turned all their clear beers into hazy beers inexplicably. Um, but uh, yeah, there's definitely now the movement. It's like, eh, who cares if it's a little hazy? Right. Yeah. No, people are very accepting of what used to be a flaw. Stupid. I I agree. <laughs> it is a flaw, damn it. You make your beer clear cuz it's hard. It's got to be the it's got to be the millennials. <laughs> Are they ruining everything like Applebee's and, and uh, yeah, and, I guess. And clear beer. Avocado toast. <laughs> <laughs> Driving up the avocado prices. Oh shit. All right, um yeah, so biological haze set set a good grain bed in your uh mash tun. Uh, choose a high flocculating yeast. Yeah. Like if you want clear beer, get a good flo- high flocculating yeast. What does flocculating mean? Flocculating just means like yeast. It's funny. Like, uh, there's a guy who does tours at our brewery and he has this like really good analogy and he's like yeast, like we don't know why. Or, well, it's not that we don't know why we, we know that they like to get together and, and, and dance party. around and party and they metabolize and they eat and poop and they do everything. They're a single celled organism. They do everything that humans do. They 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 party, they eat and poop, and then they go down to the bottom and rest. So what does flocculation? It's everybody they go to bed early. Yeah, it's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's everybody getting together, partying, and then dropping down and going to sleep. That's it. The slow flocculating yeast are like the uh, they're like the kids. Well, they're middle aged. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say they're the middle schoolers at the school dance, and they can't figure out oh, what they actually want to do. Snowball. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, and then as far as bacterial infection, just clean, clean, clean. Cleaning, sanitizing, and, clean and sterilizing are three different things. Yes. But yeah, no, make sure everything's clean. Make sure everything's sanitized. Um, and I mean, yeah, sterilize. Like, but home reload, make sure, make sure everything's clean. Um, get rid of your plastic buckets at least once a year. 
because uh, you're gonna gouge that shit, and it you're. I have lost beers to like bad fermentation buckets because there was a scratch in there that I didn't get good enough or whatever, and it was deep and. Yeah, yeah you got to be careful with your plastic buckets. I mean, when, when you're when you're cleaning them with your scratchy pads. Yep. Yeah. Use use things that do not that are that are that are abrasive and not too abrasive. Yeah. It's yeah, it's uh, plastic. It's cheap and easy, and yeah, it's ten bucks for a bucket. Just replace your bucket once a year. Yeah, we take the old buckets at work, and we'll take a, like a five gallons of wort runoff, and then uh, throw a little cheesecloth over it and stick it on the roof of the brewery, just for the nuts of it. And I don't. I didn't. I guess I didn't. Re- <laughs> I didn't realize my brewers were doing that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So we end up with all these weirdo and like then, sours on the on the roof. Yeah, and then they are they're kind of into going into the homebrew shop and getting like the whatever weird thing they can find yeast wise and just pitching. Nice. Um, there was this real. Oh shoot, I'm gonna kick, kick myself for not remembering, but it was it had some Willy Wonka reference that was that was like a sour yeast that has I don't know. I'll mention it next time. But all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then, uh, yeah, you can use clarifying agents post-fermentation, mm-hmm. isinglass gelatin. You can filter your beer. Like, that's, yeah. like, that. that's really, like, the last thing you can do. Like, if you, if you really are chase like, chasing that clarity dragon and... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Make, make jokes while I'm sipping beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, that was perfectly planned. Uh, mm-hmm. and, like, figure out a filtration setup. Like, that's... I mean, there's a reason pros filter. Like, it, it's the easiest way to get clear beer. What am I? I'm gonna. I'll just a quick cursory Google of you know homebrew filtration filter. Sweet, yeah. There's a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're, and they're, like, they all have real cheap. Yeah, they all have their own um, like downsides and whatnot and. Yeah, so I think that's a pretty good like coverage of haze. Yeah, I mean, I don't know obviously, if we anything. But. Obviously, if there's questions, uh, give us a shout. Yeah, if you want us to go into uh, into things a little bit deeper, if you really want us to dive into uh, was it PVPP? Yeah, um, and go down that rabbit hole. Let us know. Otherwise, we might not because does I'll forget. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, is there anything? Is there any last things you'd like to say about Hayes? Nope. That all is right. all I got. Well, then should we get out of here? Yeah, we were we not streaming. Sorry about that, dudes. Oh yeah. Well, I just got. It was a whole. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. I just realized that. That's fine. Yeah. No, I got nothing. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnerdstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnerdstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blindnerdscoreninja. And I'll see you guys next week.